0: welcome back to another edition of Kent and the Steering Team. Once again, you are joined by myself, Phil, my um, good mate, Drew. Uh, unfortunately, Kent can't be with us this week. Uh, he's actually gone to Kent. Anyway, on with the show. Um, Sarah Mooney is looking at me just over <laughs> my left-hand shoulder, and she's waving can, at me now. I can hear the giggling from here. Yeah, because <laughs> she was looking at me and uh, expecting me to intro her as well. <laughs> and uh, I didn't. I didn't... She doesn't have a pair of headphones on, so... <laughs> exactly. I Drew. thought that's you said really she funny. wasn't <laughs> taking part. She's not taking part. But she's here to, be, to be take to in it. Oh, I don't I want that piece. She's here in spirit, and she's also here in the background. Um, so she's always here with us. And so. she's made herself laugh so much that she's coming up along. Poor ceremony. <laughs> Do you need water? No, that's perfectly fine. It is what it is. Uh, Drew, how are you? Oh, I'm alright. How are Excellent. you? I'm <laughs> um, quite well, thank you. I've got a breadstick in hand and I've got some hummus also in the same hand. Yes, I've doing got a well, large, thank you very much.
1: <laughs> I got a large Maccas cup of Fanta in my hand.
0: A large Maccas cup of Fanta is not a bad thing to have there with you. Um, mm. do you know why Fanta exists? Why? I believe it's to do with something uh, along the lines of in Germany Hitler refused to import um, Coca-Cola so therefore they made their own soft drink and it was orange fizzy drink and Coca-Cola liked the idea so much they made Fanta right something along those lines I think I'm right on that but yeah fact check it later you know you know how the world works these days say whatever the fuck you want who cares about fact checking doesn't actually matter because anyone that actually cares will say something um, at people that actually matter will say something but those which is the majority of the world which is idiots will say nothing so you know just Here order we go.
1: Here we go. Fanta originated as a Coca-Cola substitute during the American trade embargo of Nazi Germany, which affected the availability of Coca-Cola ingredients in 1940. Boom, shock worker. Manufacturer, the Coca-Cola company. Country of origin, Germany for the beverage. Italy for the orange version. Introduced
0: 1940. Boom. There we go. I was along the line somewhere interesting yeah there you go um, on this week's edition Drew we've got a couple of fun things we've got some movies that you've been to see you're going to tell us all about them not too many spoilers though because Sarah and I will like to go and see some of them based on your reviews of course. Um, Sarah and I have been watching some television series uh, tell you all mm. about those and uh, New South Wales is totally up in flames more on that later on right right Anyway, on with the show. Drew, you've been to the
1: movies. Yes. I went to the movies. I went two days in a row, which was awesome because I have barely been since you left.
0: Yeah, it you just, just missed me too much. It just felt, you know, odd and different. Sure, we'll go with that. Yeah, I like um,
1: to Fun thing Rhodes Cinema is currently being renovated. Oh, what?
0: Also, Are they made the now chairs have not allo- like wobbly.
1: I don't know, but they also now have allocated seating.
0: No, really?
1: Yeah, and it's on a touch screen, so you get to pick it yourself.
0: Right, that's just like the American system. That's like going to AMC Cinema, or Regal C- Cinema, more like AMC Cinema in the yeah. US. I like that. That's a good idea.
1: Well, well, they already had it at the Reading, at Rouse Hill, and Auburn, but they've yes. now brought it in to Rhodes as well.
0: And and what but, are they renovating? Do you, do you know what they're renovating? Are they re- renovating just the seats, uh, or are they just repainting the cinemas? I'm not sure. They've, redone, they've repainted the entire corridor where all the cinemas
1: are, but currently cinemas 4 and 5, the two giant ones, are a construction zone that are cordoned off. Right. I wonder what they got coming. I'm thinking they may be doing to it what they've done to the one at Rouse Hill, or even to Auburn as well, which is to put the recliner seats in and to put tray tables on all the t- seats. What's
0: that become almost the equivalent of a Lux or a um, or, or a, uh, a Gold Class kind of thing? Or is that just more in line with what Hoyt's has, which is just recliners? It's somewhere in between. So, Rhodes... Uh, well,
1: okay. So, Reading... I go to Reading at Rouse Hill from time to time. I quite like it. Their mm-hmm. Titan Lux screen, which is their giant screen is amazing and yeah it has these recliner chairs with tray tables that you can put away mm. it's just the coolest experience when you get back we'll have to go out to rouse hill to see a movie there it's got to be something awesome on that big screen but right. yeah it just the experience is really cool and you know the big one at rhodes or, or the yes. two big ones at rhodes this like those are tiny in comparison to the one at rouse hill
0: mm it
1: right. is huge. Well we have to go and huge, see some huge them. Please. Please, let's, w- let's, let's. I went and watched what did I see? The last thing I saw there was Spider Man into the Spider Verse, but I did make a point of going out there on my own one day just to see Mission Impossible fall out on that screen. <laughs> Good move, that would have been fantastic and especially like the helicopter chase scene through the mountains. It was just phenomenal. Oh, But yes, I've I've gone to the movies a couple of times this week. Mm-hmm. Back on track. Mm Um, first thing I went to see was,
0: oh crap, which one? Oh yeah, it was Last Christmas. Now remind me what Last Christmas is. I know it, but tell me about it. Well, I say I know it. I've heard of it. I don't know the details of it. So it's named after the George Michael song
1: Mm -hmm. and it takes its kind of basic theme from the song as well. Sure. Um, on top of the, like, the movie is just filled with the songs of George Michael and Wham. The movie itself is written by Emma Thompson. And right. directed by Paul Feige, the guy that brought us Bridesmaids. Yeah. Right. So, in- interesting mix. Anyway, it's about this girl that just sort of, she seems like she's going really nowhere in her life. And she's kind of a bit of a lost soul until this guy comes along and sort of helps her to yes and no like he does but that's not really like it's more about the fact that he's come along and he helps to set her back on the (coughs) right path in her life
0: because she's a strong independent woman she don't need no man sure yeah
1: but yeah no very sweet movie (laughs) very well made um i don't know like it's not trying to be anything more than what it is which i thought was good Is it set last Christmas? Uh, Christmas 2017, so it was set two Christmases ago. It
0: was was set not last Christmas, but last Christmas before last. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) But the very next
1: day you gave it away. Yep.
0: (laughs) Well done. But yeah,
1: no, look, I really enjoyed it. Um, Amelia Clark played the lead.
0: Right, it is that film then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Emma Thompson played her mother in it. Yeah, right, okay. That's the one I, okay, I I I thought it I thought that's what the one it was. Um yeah. Right, okay. Okay. And you'd give it how many thumbs out of twenty? Ooh, technical
1: level, give it a three, <laughs> personal enjoyment, maybe a three and a half to a four. Out of five. Really?
0: Oh, out of five. Okay, I was going to say out of ten. Yeah.
1: Wow. No, these are out of fives. Right. Right. Okay. Given, okay that, so given that we're not,
0: given that we're not both reviewing it, I can just no, chuck in my exactly your own um, yeah. score system. Yeah. Right. So, so it's um, middle of the range. Not not too bad. Not too well. Yeah. Good. It, it's a good film, then.
1: I did not just drop the microphone.
0: I was going to say, what on earth was that? I heard that through my drop headphones. the mic.
1: That's what I get for trying to reach my fanta
0: <laughs> Sorry, Drew. Well, here's well. Well, it's funny you're doing that. You, you so that means that you and Sarah have now dropped the mic. Um, remember when you did that, Sarah? Oh, I don't think she'll then. ever forget that. Which time? No, Sarah just said which time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Bum, it. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, that's funny. And we all just sounded like we all screamed in the background there. Um, Yep. Is it still remember? (laughs) No, there was this time that you dropped the mic, Drew. Um, There's me in the background trying to eat a a breadstick, which is you know probably one of the most crunchy, loud things on this planet. Um, For someone that uh, doesn't like
1: France, you're doing a really good job of supporting them. They're
0: Italian jerk. They got the Italian flag on them. Made in Italy. So yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so they're stealing from the French now, are they? Everyone does. Um, I was going to say all the way in Italy. I just realised it's probably about two and a half hours from here. <laughs> it's, just, it's not all the way. I was like, wow, wow, that's fantastic. They imported these all the way from Italy. You mean they just put them in someone's hand luggage and just ferried them over here and gave them to Aldi? <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah, right, that's your second, opinion second on second movie. On, yeah, that's your your opinion on Last Christmas. I was about to say Bad Christmas, but Last Christmas. Um, yeah. Oh, I got another topic that we need to review. In fact, we'll do it just after you give us your take on this next one, um, which was Drew Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. Oh, now it's. I won't. I won't go overly
1: far into this purely because I think the this time next week you will have seen it, so we can review it together. Yes. 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 Which should yes, yes, be really right. cool. Yes. Um, Yeah, it's a sequel to The Shining. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very hard to talk about it in any detail. But basically, the child from The Shining, Danny Torrance, this is Mm -hmm. his story as a grown man.
0: Is it? That's what it's about. Because I have absolutely no idea what the hell it's about at all. Yeah. Which is... uh, um, That's okay. That's the connection. I didn't know what the connection was.
1: So for those of you out there that haven't seen The Shining... Like you've had no doubt, yeah, no doubt you've seen,
0: see yeah, no doubt you've seen like the fact that the kid says red room, red room. Red oh, rum. sorry, red. Sorry, he says red, red rum. rum. I'm thinking red of the Simpsons. Rum. You're on red the Simpsons. Rum. He says red room, and it's yeah. just one of the Flanders kids pointing with his finger, and it looks like yeah, okay, cool. Danny's not here, Mrs. Torrance. Mrs. Torrance. Red, oh, rum. red, rum. red, red rum. rum. Red rum. Red rum. Red rum. He ends up sounding like one of the um, the aliens in Mars Attacks. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So so Danny Torrance has grown up, um, and he encounters another child that happens to have the shine.
0: Okay. So he All passes the-, the shining on. Not well, not passes it on, but he interacts with someone with the shining. Yeah, he finds another person with the shine and Why is it
1: called they, that? Because the the old chef at the Overlook Hotel called well his grandmother called it that to him and he passed
0: the name down to Danny. Who gave it to the groundkeeper? Uh
1: to the to In the, the chef.
0: Was he the I chef? No I thought he was
1: the groundskeeper. He's the chef, because remember right. he takes he takes Danny and his mum for a tour of the kitchen.
0: Yaha, yeah, see, I haven't seen The Shining for a while, and I, so that's good. So we get what are you yeah. laughing at? Yaha. Yeah, you sounded saying the yeah, yaha. You making fun of the fact that I sounded almost Norwegian there.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. So fun yeah. of the way I say. She, she's making fun of the way that I that Norwegian people say goodbye. No, just yeah, <laughs> She laughs her ass off whenever I say that. when you go live there, okay? You're gonna see people saying that. And you're gonna be like, "Oh, <laughs> look at you!" She'll no, start no. saying it by the end of it. Yeah, you're gonna be saying it by the end of it. Harder, harder, bro. You <laughs> sound like a sinner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I heard that one. Yeah, harder,
0: harder. Arthur Harden, <laughs> bro. I think she'll fit in better than you. No, she won't. <laughs> Drew said you'll fit in better than you. I will. No, I sound very Norwegian. I speak Norwegian, um, especially when uh, uh, I speak in. Uh, speak like a Norwegian uh, speaking English. Uh, my voice uh, sounds. Um, yeah. Oh God. Anyway, so so Doctor Sleep. So why is it called Doctor Sleep?
1: Does the kid um, fall asleep? No, they they kind of go into... Like, I don't want to spoil it. I, it's something that... It comes up in the movie, and it right. makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't want to go into too much detail. No, that's fine. Because I, I would love for us to have a full discussion next week. But, look, it's not that it was made as a sequel to a movie. Mm-hmm. Doctor Sleep was a novel that Stephen King wrote a few years back that he wrote as a sequel to the shining his book so it makes sense that they are just adapting the second book in the series
0: i appreciate that as opposed to a um yeah you know a situation where there's been you know a film based on a novel and then they do a sequel based on nothing i like that this is a sequel based on another novel this is this is the next yeah it it is it is it is comparable to the first one in the sense that this is a a tran- this this is a conversion from book to film. You know that's what it is. The other yeah,
1: the other cool thing in this film is that the villains are vampires. What the hell does that have to do with The Shining? <laughs> it makes sense when you watch it. You're like, oh, oh, okay, okay. 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 The supernatural wow. elements just, it's like The Shining gives you a taste of the world. This starts opening up that world for you. And you're like, oh, wow. Okay. okay.
0: Well, yeah, Sarah and I will make sure that we watch it this week then. Absolutely, we will do that. I think, and you'll, then, yeah. I think you'll both enjoy it thoroughly.
1: It um, it, So you know The Shining doesn't really do jump scares per se. Yes. Yeah, they steer relatively far away from it in Doctor Sleep as well. hmm There's a couple, but they're not huge. Right. The other thing, so there's, so there's a lot of good talent that's gone into making Doctor Sleep, but the best talent is the scriptwriter, director, editor, Mike Flanagan, who we know as the creator of The Haunting of Hill House.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yes indeed. And he's
1: taken all those all those wonderful sensibilities from that and applied it to the world of the
0: shining. Excuse me, I just spoke very rudely there. Um <laughs> I also appreciate the fact that he went in and um collabed with Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, Stephen Fucking King. Stephen King. I appreciate yeah. that he did that, you know. Again, taking the lead of the guys that did it, I appreciate that he went and um yeah, it did that. He made it, it made it more appropriate for him and, and actually consulted the source material. Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> look, I, I absolutely loved it. For my money, it's the best of the three Stephen King adaptations we've had this year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: But yeah, well, and Pet Pet I look forward to next horrific. week. To- mm-hmm. It was, and It yeah. Chapter 2 is, I I would,
0: like, I loved it, but I would consider it a mixed bag. Yeah, I would I would agree again. There's a lot to tell in that story, and they had to they had yeah they had had to tell a lot. Um, this one yeah. though, yes, let's. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's good to hear you say that. Um, looking forward mm. to seeing it. Um, speaking of films and speaking of mis- mixed bags, that brings me on to my next yes. topic. This is one that Sarah and I have been slowly working our way through, and that is yep. um, <coughs> Netflix films uh, and the total quality that it is. Netflix films. Ah, so we've seen two this week. We saw Eli, and we saw the what? What was it called? Oh, I got it on my phone because, huh? What was it about? The awful one, the one that we watched, which is just totally ridiculous. What was it about? <laughs> um, it's called me, "The guess. Stranger's Prey at Night." Like I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the strangers pray at night. Um so Eli Eli was based in Hill House in fact. Um and it fe- featured I can't remember her name the the woman that was the the lead in the film The Haunting um yeah. and also in The Conjuring. Um and she, so, so The Haunting is is basically not a prequel or or, or, or or so, but set in the same world and therefore the same house as The Haunting of Hill House, because they're all set in Hill House. Uh, now, this film, Eli, is also set in Hill House. Now, Sarah, what did you think of Eli, just in a couple of words? Eli? I don't mind the film with the actual boy. The film. Oh. It was pretty shit. It was pretty shit, if you didn't hear it, say that. Yeah, look, it was... Um, Some good jump scares. Couple of good jump scares. That was all it had
1: going for it.
0: But that's all it had going for it, yeah. Yeah, look, it... Uh, it mixed bag. <laughs> Interesting to be playing on the same... same um, World. Uh, adding another dimension to that world. Um, but... It, they also left it too long to tell you what was actually happening. Yeah, you, you, you got... You you know how horror films do that thing, or horror or thriller films do that thing, where they kind of try to keep you going or keep you, you know, engrossed in the story and really like desperate for information in the story by Mm, not telling you the full story. They'll they'll do that thing where you know someone will say, "Uh oh, oh god, it's happening again," and then they'll disappear or something, and it's like, "Wait, you didn't tell us what was happening," and we don't find out till the end. This they did that, but they did it in a couple of ways where everyone will be on in on one part and only some people will be not be in on another part. And it's like, well, hang on, you've revealed that something is not as it seems with some people, but there's more to the story with other people. And it's like, well, just... I'm getting a bit sick of this being left in the dark shit. Like, it's getting a bit mm. tiring. Um, yeah, Eli was an interesting one. Um, I, I don't know. It, a bit, a bit lacklustre interesting idea and it just kind of went somewhere that it shouldn't have in the sense um right. i won't give anything away i'll leave people to go and go and watch it other than saying that basically the the, the premise is a that kid that's basically allergic to the world or the outside world basically yep. like a bubble boy that's an interesting concept and they find a woman that's able to cure him or says that they can cure him um which is in hill house by chance um And uh, so they go there to get him healed. All the windows and stuff are sealed. But then there are spirits in the house that are talking to him and trying to make contact with him. Um, And his name's Eli. And so he, you know, at one point he's just looking out the window. And he blows, or or like goes, and blows his breath on on the window. And it steams up the window and he writes Eli in it. And suddenly the, the E rubs out and then the e appears at the end of the name and it becomes lie and it's like oh what what's going on anyway really creepy a bit strange and then it kind of just gets more and more shit as you go along and and the storyline which starts off really interesting like oh what's going on in this house like oh it's another haunting of hill house kind of thing you end up going ah that's what you had for us like you really should have left it before you know how you had it before So that one's a bit dodgy. Then there was the other one. I can't remember its name. I keep forgetting its name. It was so shithouse. Um, Film being called The Strangers Pray at Night. That film is... um, Sarah and I couldn't believe just how fucking stupid it was until we learned that it's based on true events. Now, the premise of this film is there's a a family that are driving their daughter to um, a uh boarding school thank you um, to a boarding school and they're planning on spending the night on their journey at their uncle and aunt's place the parents one of the parents uncle or an aunt's place um so they go there there's the the mother the father and the the teenage son and the teenage daughter teenagers yep. being probably probably about 28 as actors but playing about 16 17 years old something like that that's always the way though basically um Always. And uh yeah exactly. And 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 then you know the very start of the film. So that's what's going on. That's what the family are doing. They're driving. Them. Yeah. The very first scene of the film is an elderly couple in basically like a mobile home park, trailer park of uh, a trailer park of sorts. Uh and the elderly couple get killed by these people in the night who just come to the door with bags on their heads or something or weird masks on and kill them for no apparent reason. Um Yes, that goes down. It's horrifying. The family then get there. They're staying in a different caravan or mobile home. Yeah. And um, then some crazy girl comes to their door a couple of times, asking if Tammy's home or something like that. And they say, no, who are you talking about? Anyway, the family get into some stupid fight. They all split up and go different ways. Person suddenly comes back and there's a bag on their head and it's the the, the killer people. And, uh, you know, they try to pick the family off one by one. Again, I don't care about spoiling this one. This film is so shit ass. I don't expect anyone to go and watch it. And if you do, you're an idiot. Um, so that starts to happen, and uh, but yeah, we couldn't believe that this is based on true events. Like we're like, oh my god, like this is crazy that like we thought this film was just a shit idea and that these people are so fucking stupid. What a terrible movie. Till we learned, like, oh my god, no, they were really the people this fucking stupid in real life that were this bad at escaping a terrible situation because they're that fucking stupid. Um, li- like for example. If someone's chasing after you and you you manage to climb through a skylight um, by getting a boost up onto the roof, you know, instead of maybe staying up there where they can't get to you, the person just jumps off and starts, like, as loudly as they can, crying, like, (laughs) and, like, sobbing profusely and, and, and just jogging off. And then, you know, instead of walking on the footpath or hiding in a bush, walk down the middle of the road until a car comes along, that kind of thing. Like, just stupid things like that. Anyway based on a true event we're like shocked by it we're like wow can't believe that this really happened until we realized at one point in the movie the the daughter asks one of the killers and says why are you doing this to which they reply why not and that's why they're killing them because why not uh and then we found out that the true story that this is based on isn't literally a true story it's not it's not true events in the sense that this actual thing happened it is that the creators of this story decided that they wanted to tackle the issue of people that do things for no reason that's the true event that this is based on yeah. <laughs> so it's, so yeah it's it's shithouse don't watch it if i can yeah. oh i'm not intending to yeah so that's my opinion on that film absolutely garbage totally rubbish totally pointless. Yeah. Just stupid, yeah, ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. But anyway, that's that's that film. Um, look, there's a couple of other films on our list that we're going to try and get through. I can tell you that um, uh, I'm happy to report back on what those films are like. Uh, and from there, also, I can tell you that we've been watching some television series. Some television series. Now, one of the, which was Living With Yourself with Paul Rudd. Yes, I'm about to start that. Actually, you absolutely should because it is so good. Uh, A couple of things that. So um, I can't remember. Sarah and I were talking about it, and I think I think I might must have mentioned it while on a call to my parents and my sisters, and um, Sophia mentioned that the that Paul Rudd does such a good job that you almost forget that it's him. Paul Rudd. Yeah. Yeah, no, not not just that you forget that it's Paul Rudd, but you forget that it's Paul Rudd playing two different people. You think wow, that it's two okay. different people, and you go, "Oh, like of course!" Like you keep reminding yourself, "Well, they look the same, but they're played so different." It's it's so good; he's so good in it. So it's um, I definitely recommend watching that. Um, Sarah and I have been watching, um, and I think Sarah and I agreed with what Sophia said in that sense. Um, Sarah and I have been watching Dexter. On and off again. We're trying to get through it as much as we can. We're up to season three. Sarah, a couple of words and I'll re-relay them to the public. Dexter? She thoroughly enjoys it. Good. Yes. She hated... uh, What was the the British woman's name? Which one? In season two. Uh, Oh, Lila. 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 Sarah hated Lila. She's just oh, such a crazy bitch, which she's meant to be, but very much a crazy bitch. Um, drove us. Yep. <laughs> sorry? <laughs> and Sarah also, throughout the whole series, I will continue to say the whole series, has absolutely hated Doakes' nose job. Doakes being the black um, <laughs> police officer with special forces surprise, back. Surprise, motherfucker. Basically, yeah. The surprise motherfucker guy. Hates his Michael Jackson-style nose job. Uh, and I didn't really notice it until uh, watching it through with uh, Sarah moon so yeah yes. uh, we have Ooh. also um, watched what else did we watch ah oh, always sunny always sunny in Philadelphia now when we got to Philadelphia on our road trip earlier in the year and we, yeah. we got through Philadelphia and dropped off the car and everything we we made sure to uh, go and see some landmarks that ha- that that appear in the theme song and throughout kind of um, uh, cinematic little clips in the show to go and see them. Um, and uh, I can tell you, having never seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia, had Philadelphia, I had no idea what we were looking yeah. for and what was going on and where we were. Uh, now that I've started watching the show, yeah, I totally get it. We were there. I, whenever we see something on the screen that we went to, I say, oh, we were there. And Sarah goes, yeah, that's why we went there. Um, that's really cool. Yeah, but, but also the show is really... <laughs> Good. I can see why it's got how many seasons, Sarah? Thirteen, 13 seasons. I can Jeez. see why. I can see why it is so popular. Why it is such a kind of equitable thing. It has thing. such a strong cult following to it as uh, well. Exactly, and that's what I mean. You know, you see screenshots of, of lots of shows. You know, there's. I think. I think. A show shows that I see a lot of the screenshots of uh, The Office, Parks and Recreation, and Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They're the shows that I mm. see most people kind of screen grab with. Um, sub t- subtitles underneath so you can see what, what's being said and you don't really need the movement or need the, the context you don't really need what's being said no. or how it's being said to be um, Time to understand it or for it to be Exa- funny exactly, exactly. Yeah. and that's that just shows the cleverness of the writing that you can take a moment like that totally out of context freeze frame it and make mm. it relevant to a situation and Always Sunny I think is, is such an interesting show again we're only in the first season watching it through Sarah's seen all of it Handy. She has, and uh, I've obviously seen none of it. But now I am about six episodes. Charlie wears the same shoes throughout the whole thirteen seasons. And Charlie, who's on the show, wears the same shoes for all thirteen seasons. Wow! Charlie Day is amazing. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah. yeah, he is amazing. He is also in Terrible Bosses, Bad Bosses. What's, What's bosses. the story? Horrible Bosses. I was trying to think what the bloody thing was. I couldn't remember what the bloody thing was. Yeah, Horrible Bosses. He is fantastic in it. And he plays such a, like, just not a lost cause, but a unfortunate soul so well. Um, and, yeah, Always Sunny is fantastic. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. My Thank least favorite know. character in it is probably the mother, who's in it so little, nonetheless making a big impact on me and making me cringe and not I haven't finished that episode for the exact reason that she's in it. Yeah. Yes, there's an episode where the mother's in it, Sarah. Which yeah. mother? Um, Dennis and Dee's one. Oh, right. Yes. Least favourite character on the show, in fact. Yes. She she goes into my Sheldon Cooper category of awful characters. Right, um, okay. Because they're annoying. Uh, yes, I haven't finished that episode. But uh, yeah, it's a great show. Great show. In
1: amongst all your viewing, you have yet to get to the biggest thing in television this week.
0: The Bachelor? Right?
1: No. New Rick and Morty.
0: Drew, let me tell can't you. can't talk about it because you haven't watched it. Let, let me tell you, I'm, I'm not alone here. I know that a lot of Australia, I've seen lots of people post on Instagram and Facebook, hey, if anyone has a link to the new Rick and Morty season, you know, link me. Um, I know that we are not alone in this country. I know it is going to be airing on television here in a week, I think. Um, yes, but I have not seen it. and I really would like to see it. I think that's why we're watching so many other things, just to put us off from the fact that we haven't watched it.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: <laughs> no, that's fair. I but
1: want to oh watch it. Oh, my goodness. Though. Hopefully, that'll be another topic next week. Uh, I will make sure that it is. I um, In the last 24 hours, I've watched the whole new season of The Kaminsky Method on Netflix. What is said show? The Kaminsky Method is about... Uh, an aging actor who runs oh. runs an acting class played Michael by Douglas? Michael Douglas. Yeah. I
0: just saw the ad for that on Netflix.
1: Yeah, and it's him and his best friend played by Alan Arkin. Mm-hmm. And right. It's so them just dealing with the fact that they're getting old. It's just... It is stupidly funny. Season one was amazing, and season two has been an absolute delight. I just finished it earlier this evening. hmm And... The weirdest thing, but okay, so Emily Osmond is in it as one of mm-hmm. the acting students, and now Haley Joel Osmond is in it playing Alan Arkin's grandson.
0: <laughs> oh, so it's a family affair.
1: Yeah, it's weird, but it's awesome.
0: Is Haley Joel Os- Osmond uh, still kind of chubby nobody that he is yep. or has become? Yep. Right. I wonder how they got him to go on it. Well, obviously, he clearly
1: seems happy though, and he's got really good comedic timing in there.
0: That's nice. Well, he was always intelligent, and that's why he was such a fantastic child actor. Was he yeah. intelligent? He was off the charts intelligent, almost weirdly intelligent. Yeah, but it's what good. He it's paid off. What? What? What's he been in? Yeah, of course. Six cents. Yep. Anything else? I don't remember. He was in Kingdom Hearts.
1: Yeah, of course. Oh, game, he did. He did a fair bit of Disney stuff over the years.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All I can remember from AI is the scene where he's in the car with his teddy bear, and also when he's at the bottom of the pool. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, am I correct in assu- in assuming the kid or remembering correctly? The, the, the real son in AI was the kid from um, Lizzie McGuire?
1: Yeah, Jake Thomas. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I did remember that right. Good, good.
1: He still looks exactly the same now as he did as a kid.
0: Really? Yeah, really. Well, that's, well, that's good. That means he'll be great if they were in the remake of, or, you know, additional episodes of Lizzie McGuire.
1: Yeah, the new season, if which he's he it. is in.
0: He is in, okay. And are the parents they coming are, back for yeah. it?
1: Yes, they are. They put up a photo of the four of them all together for the table read. Oh,
0: that's <laughs> nice.
1: The whole family back together.
0: Back again. Is a little cartoon one coming to coming back too?
1: I bloody well hope so. The I'm trying cartoon. to imagine how they would have made the cartoon evolve to suit the present day.
0: Yeah, would it be an adult or would it still be her like almost inner voice, inner child of kind of sorts?
1: I'd hope it would be the adult one.
0: Imagine that. I can't picture it. Let's see what comes of it. Uh, yeah, so that's that's my television viewing, and that's even your television viewing and your Netflix viewing.
1: Oh, man. Well, I had that, and God, what else? I don't know. I've watched a fair bit of TV. Because I finished How I Met Your Mother. Again. Again, for like the ninth mm-hmm. or tenth time. I've lost count. I think it's like the ninth time. And I've been asked to go to How I Met Your Mother trivia, which
0: should be fun. I went to the Office trivia and I got, sadly, a lot of things wrong because I knew a lot of it, but just the things that they're asking were so bespoke and so kind of not what you'd expect. So, yeah. I haven't watched The Office more than once
1: through, so... I'd be really terrified of doing that.
0: Yeah, I did see that recently that Rain Wilson and um, Oscar Ramirez and Creed Bratton and Yeah. Angela Kinsey Kinsley? Yeah. Angela Kinsey. Kinsey and also well, the Kim- person who plays and, I don't know. and Meredith yeah. plays Meredith. Uh were uh, got together for a reunion and saw each other nice. again. Yes. Yeah, very
1: nice. Well, Angela Kinsley and Jenna Fisher have just started a podcast together.
0: Well, they're really good friends.
1: Yeah, they their podcast is basically them watching each episode of The Office, <gasps> and then doing their own commentary of each episode and behind the scenes of what happened when they made that episode.
0: What's it called? I can't remember. Oh, that's fine. I'll Google it then.
1: Just, yeah, Google it. Yeah. I haven't started listening to it yet, but it seems pretty cool.
0: I'm on that. I need that one. See, Of course you do. Fantastic. Mm. I, I I love that. See, I didn't get into watching director's commentaries until... Uh, I think I watched The Chasers War and Everything with commentary. Oh, and I okay. liked that. That was really good. I thought that was really good. Um, and then I think I watched some of The Office with director's commentary... And it wasn't as good because it wasn't kind of the actors. It was more not the actors. And it was a bit of a shame. It was like, uh, yeah.
1: My favorite commentary is the one on the Love Actually Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. So you've got the writer-director, Richard Curtis. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Hugh Grant, Bill Nye, and Thomas Sankster all in there together.
0: See, that's cool. Just- I I want it to be the whole kind of team together watching it.
1: It's just so funny, though, Watch like hearing all the adults trying to censor the movie for Tom- for a little Thomas Sankster.
0: <laughs> I like, like that. That's really or, good. Or,
1: you can't watch this bit. You're only ten years old. <laughs> Again,
0: it's a bit like the kids in the film... I can't remember what it's called. The, the boys. The boys one. Good boys. Good boys. Yeah. I was trying to think, is it bad boys? No, it must be good boys. Damn it. What
1: you gonna do when they come for you?
0: Uh, Drew, yes. In other completely unrelated news to that yes. sort of stuff. Um, yes. there have been some fires in you know our home state of late. Yes, over eighty currently. What an absolute disaster and mess, and how horrifyingly bad and how horrific is this that we're in the early part of November and this is, such catastrophic fires. Again, the city of Sydney and Greater Sydney. It doesn't feel normal. It doesn't feel normal. And the fact that yeah, Greater Sydney has received its first ever since it's been created catastrophic uh fire um rating on on the chart, which is it goes what, it goes it starts at high yeah. and then it goes very high. And then it goes like extreme and then catastrophic or something like that. It do- it starts off bad. If you're anywhere on the chart, you're in trouble. And it's- we're at catastrophic, which is horrific.
1: Yeah, it's not fun. No. I've had the RFS feed open just permanently for the mm-hmm. last, I don't know, nearly a week. It's just... And-, and you've seen the video footage that I got yesterday, but the smoke mm. has just billowed into Sydney. Yeah. It's been an absolute nightmare. You're very fortunate to be out of here and out of the country right now. Is yeah, I'm well,
0: well, I've been seeing, I've been seeing, you know, um, videos, photos, and stuff like that. You can't see the city. The fact that the whole thing is is just a, a you know, the moon. Yeah. The moon looks like the sun in a hazy, smoggy Hong Kong. It's that orange, and
1: it, it freaked me out that I could look directly at the sun
0: yesterday. Mm. And it's just that, so orange in the sky. That did not feel right. It's um, it. Uh, you know, there, we're we just talking about it before on uh, before we we started recording. Um, you know, one of the main highways in this state, the Pacific Highway. So much of it has been closed due to fire danger. Um, or not just fire danger, but fire effects. Um, you know, fire sweeping across the highway and, and stuff like that. Like I can't believe how many places have been completely destroyed and how much bushland has been completely mm. destroyed and, and, and just the how extreme they're saying it they've discovered that several of them have been arson as well well one of them was an, a nine year old boy who was going around with a blowtorch, blowtorch starting the fires yeah, like I just can't believe for the that morning. yeah I wouldn't have given that kid a warning I'd have lit him on fire and been like is this fun is this nice for you or burnt all his all of his things put them on a bonfire lit it up and been like oh you have no more things. Oh, that's a shame for you, isn't it? Oh, awful, isn't it, you little
1: shit? Burn his, burn his eyebrows off. He'll learn from there.
0: I think burn everything that he owns. Every single item that that child owns. Everything. And then be <laughs> like, it's not nice to lose your things to a fire, especially if someone lit that fire on purpose. You little shit. That's what I'd be doing. Um, yeah, eye for an eye, I see. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it is truly horrific. And, and also the... The, the fact that we, we are seeing situations um, like the, the Fire Brigade was saying how uh, normally they would see spot fires or ember fires kicking off maybe five kilometers down the road from, from where they are from the front line of the fire. But now mm-hmm. they're seeing that double. It's so dry out there. And the winds have been so strong that it's been blowing them like 10 kilometers and starting fires. And it means that they can't get to them because they're so far away ahead of them. And also they're having to deal with the main fire. So it's like they just can't win. They just keep losing. Yeah, losing it's on a vicious cycle of it now. Absolutely it is. and And, you know, so many places and so many people have been just so afraid of, Mm. leaving their homes and leaving their things and like I, I kind of get yeah. it like it's just stuff and you can't it's, it's kind of like I'm sure in the US with tornadoes and places with hurricanes and you know any sort of massive you know event that happens or natural disaster it's like you can't believe that it's happening to you and here yeah, it's happening to you and it's you know you need to make that decision and kind of make the smart one which is get out leave it Leave things behind. Get Look after yourself. Uh, and so many places and people are being trapped and shut down and um, stuck by the fire. It's cutting off roadways and stuff. And, mm, and that's just, towns have had to just hunker down. Mm, which is just
1: terrifying. And wait it out.
0: Yeah, I, it, it was interesting. I saw footage the other day of, um, you know, people that, that it, was a, it was on a news report and basically what had happened was there were... They were there telling the story, um, it was showing them running with buckets and putting out spot fires in their backyard about a meter away from their house, like tipping buckets and spraying them with hoses, trying to put out this fire and looking like they're kind of losing the battle. And then a helicopter flying overhead comes along and just dumps like its entire, I don't know what you'd call it, parcel of water all yeah. over the, the fire and puts it out completely drenching the camera crew and the people and everything and everything is just mm. saturated but puts the fire out and the person explains to the camera that they had literally been about 10 minutes before they'd put out the fire were, we're like, kind of calming down got the beers out to celebrate the fact that they managed to put the fire out and they turned around and there was enormous fire again from nowhere Jeez. absolutely nowhere it had come out of nowhere and that's why they were all rushing around and spraying it with whatever they could because it just came out of nowhere It makes Um, me
1: so scared for what the summer's going to be like.
0: Well, exactly, especially if the... I'm actually terrified. If the RFS are saying that there's the worst still to come, you know, and we're in a situation... They're saying that at this point, while there are 80 fires, half of which are uncontrollable or out of control. Yep. Yep. It's just horrifying. And the fact that there is so much land that has been ruined by the fire. I think the one Mm. piece of solace is that the fire can't burn the same place twice. You know, so. Oh,
1: you say that, but there's fires on Failford Road right now, in the same spot where it all burnt down about two weeks ago.
0: Oh, so it's just decided to pick back up again. Oh well, never mind. Never mind what I just yep. said. Yeah. Go figure. Just. It's a horrific. There's, a, there's, um, there's been a couple of not jokes, but come couple of like. Amusing things. Not that there's ever anything amusing by something like this. A couple of the amusing things that have come out of this are: first one was the seven three seven. What is it? Fire brigade plane, which covers, which which carries a. a, I think it's fifteen thousand liters of, of uh, or is it fifteen hundred? Not not too sure. I think it's fifteen thousand liters of fire retardant, coloured pink, just so they know where they've dropped it previously, and. Was flying overhead and uh, over houses on the the northern beaches, and um, accidentally dropped it. Well, dropped bits of it over houses which weren't in fire risk. So now there's a whole bunch of a whole half a suburb of houses and cars and roads that are all coloured pink, which I thought was a little bit funny. Of course, yeah. Look, the residents and stuff aren't mad. They they totally understand why they're doing that. You know, it was they pressed the button probably. Two seconds early, or something like that, and so it just meant that the tail end of this stuff sprayed down on all their stuff. It's just interesting to see in, in all of this kind of mess and chaos, there's suddenly a whole neighborhood painted pink. Um, and the other one's got to be the politicians of this country. I think they have been pretty amusing in this time. By that, by amusing, I mean, are you fucking serious? Are you that oh. deluded and stupid and just ill timed and not fit to deal with a situation like this there's the prime minister who's done basically nothing other than offer up thoughts and prayers um i think (laughs) one one comment that i read about that i thought was quite funny which was give him a hose (laughs) full of thoughts and prayers and tell him to stand on the front line and we'll see how long that works for him um and uh, then there was the ex-deputy prime minister the leader of the ex-leader of the liberal of the uh, national party Um, who said that the people that died in the fire must have been green voters Uh, and uh, yeah, what the hell does that have to do with anything, dickhead? I think it's just I I think that the the, the state that politicians are in in this country Oh, It's all tit for tat right now It's just so misguided and unnecessary bullshit. Just shut the fuck up, give what help you can and say nothing else about it
1: I didn't, like, I had no argument with, with the Liberals' um, argument over the fact that the Greens were using this as an opportunity to get their snipes in. Mm-hmm. Like, 100% they were. We all know they were. Mm-hmm. But the Libs didn't need to come out and make a statement saying it and then go, and we choose to do nothing. Like, mm-hmm. there was no need. There's no, and then to start taking digs at the Greens. Oh, but they you said this about us.
0: Who cares? Yeah, like it's not the time, guys. Like, get on with it. You're this the party is the time in where power we're meant to pull together as a country. Exactly, and also you've got the control. Do something with the fucking control. Remember Don't stand the s- there and have a bitch about someone else doing something. It's your problem right now because you're in control. Do something about it. Don't just stand and go. It's so difficult to do something about this.
1: Yeah. Remember years ago when elected. they when Sydney and Melbourne did the sound relief concerts? Yeah. To raise money for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. that was All us pulling together. Exactly. But look at it now. It's just a total mess of delusional idiots barking up the wrong oh, r- fucking yeah. tree. Of course. Disgraceful. It is. But, you know. Um, I'm I'm appreciative of I think the support that Australians are giving for the fire brigade what they're yeah. doing. I think it's pretty nice to see that. Fuck everyone in Canberra right now. Um, I think you should light Parliament House on fire, to be honest, and see what happens then, see who they bitch to and complain about then. But, you know, um, yeah, G- good on good on the, the the fire brigade. And Drew, on that topic, it's only been brief yes. that we've been discussing it, but I think that it's important because I think that this is very relevant. I think we should discuss our Sitkent of the Week. Um, now, of course, if you'd like to be on the show, make sure you reach out to us. Facebook, Twitter, well, not Twitter. Oh yeah, do we have Twitter? Mm, yeah. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We don't use it, um, but we have it. Of course, it's important. That's all. That's all that's ma- all that matters. is That we have it. Um, yeah. Text message, letter, whatever. I don't care. Sh- ho- shout at us. Smoke signal. No, oh, that's not really relevant yes, to say shout that. Us. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, look, if you're on the show for the first time, you're in with a very good chance of winning the Kent of the week. However, if we have no one on the show, we give it to someone that has made an impact on the week. Not necessarily good, not necessarily bad, but this week, absolutely good. This week's yeah. one absolutely has made a good impact. And that is the uh, Fire Brigade, basically, the Royal Fire Service. And, and uh, yeah, I think that they are, they've done so much and done such a good job and been really on it for what they've the oh, fact yeah, that they, they absolutely they, deserve it. They they deserve it. They've been on it all week. In fact, all two weeks. They've been preparing. They've been trying to prepare. They've been trying to warn people. They've been trying to help people. They've been losing their own houses in order to yeah. help others. The volunteers, the paid people, the um, mm. people back at head office who are reporting. Even the people that are reporting on yeah. Facebook for us. Yeah, the people. At all of it com. is so good. Yeah. So I think they yeah. deserve it. No, 100% uh good luck to those that are still in danger um drew you're making a drive through some of the danger areas uh yeah on Friday I'm actually driving straight into the thick of it really nice really nice that's uh yeah. terrifying I'm sorry that you have to do that but uh oh, it's worth it yeah it's worth I think it so too. And, uh, but yeah mm-hmm that's, yeah, I no. think that's
1: us for for another week, then, Drew. I, I think so. Yeah, on that on that troubling note. Hopefully, this time next week, we will be in much cheerier spirits with much better news.
0: Absolutely, like for example, seeing Rick and Morty and uh, Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. I keep thinking Doctor Strange. Yeah, also, okay. fun fact: just before we go, Doctor Sleep is using the same font that Inglorious Bastards' opening credits used.
1: It is, isn't
0: it? Yep certainly is and nice. uh, yeah that's all, that's all I got until next week yep.